0: Welcome to the episode of Light the Fight, and this is the episode where Heidi and I will share with you what we still haven't learned in four years doing this episode. That is right. We're now officially on our fifth year. Actually, as of a couple weeks ago, but it took us a little while to get to the the official four years in review, but we're here. We've been doing it for a full four years, starting on our fifth year now. And uh, yeah, what do you think, Heidi? Is it real?
1: I just, I don't know. I mean, I just can't believe, I can't believe it's really been that long. I had to really like sit down and I had to count on my fingers to make sure.
0: Make sure. Well, I was the one who told you, so you had to make sure that I was accurate with the math because right. I am not smart with math. <laughs> well, cl- clearly, you know,
1: it just, I don't know, there's kind of a time warp when it comes to all of this, when it comes to, you know, Corey being gone, when it comes to how many times we've talked about some of these same things. Like, and and, and also I think when um, when we got on today to, to talk, um, I, I was gonna start out by telling David that I needed to turn in my resignation. Mm. um, on the podcast because I clearly haven't learned anything
0: (laughs) and I need to be, um, I need to go back to the beginning. Well, just like as parents, we tell our kids, we say someday this will all make sense. (laughs) (laughs) So you can just tell yourself the same day. Someday I'll be able to apply all this daily instead of annually or quarterly. Right
1: you know you just go along and you think that like you're holding things together and then you realize you're actually not so just the i think the moral of the story is never think that you've got it figured out
0: well i, I tell you what uh it's been a it's been a very real um completion of four full years and uh yesterday i did something that um I don't know. Just it was a time warp, and it brought me back to um, not when we started this, but another scenario that is very closely connected to um, Corey, myself, and 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 you and our relationship. I got a call randomly, like three about three four weeks ago, from the father of the young man. His name is Cave, who is the other the other young man the other young man that, that passed away to suicide, um, you know, within the, within the same calendar year that, that Corey did. Mm-hmm. And I've said before on the podcast that there's been two young men, obviously core being one, but the other one being Cave. And his dad asked me if I could come speak at this business convention thing that he's a part of yesterday. And it was interesting to, to tell the story. Um, he just wanted me to tell the story of like quit tripping and, and with quit tripping, I told about like the fight and I told about the high school curriculum and everything that's been going on and just kind of being in the same room with him. And he and I look at each other. He and I were both like, wow, it's can't believe it's been this many years already. And, and how, you know, when you look back, you know, you look at your kids, you know, pictures, if you have an iPhone, you get those, those on this date, this happened, or, (laughs) you know, you get those memory pictures and And so often they're they're great memories, but it's hard to look back in in our minds. It doesn't seem like it was years ago when we look at those pictures. Like we can remember the pictures like it was yesterday, but according to the calendar, it was years ago. And I, I, I was thinking when I was talking to him yesterday, I was like, I don't really even remember all that much of my life in these past four or five years, especially since we've been doing the podcast. Even though a lot has happened, I was kind of tripping out for a minute because I'm like, I don't remember a lot of intricate, intricate details. I just remember moments. And it's and the same thing with the podcast. Like, yeah, we've been doing it for, you know, a full four years now. And we have all the episodes that's proof that we did it. But it's been kind of like a blur. It's been kind of like we we did this thing and we're doing this thing. But it does not not only does it not feel like it's been, you know, a full four years. Um, Now five. But it feels like. Rare, rarely am I short of words, but right now I'm short of words. For me, because I know Heidi just got done saying like, you know, hey, I haven't applied everything I've learned for me, like I feel like I haven't done enough in this time. And I, I don't know. Why I have it feeling, but ever since I met with this guy yesterday, it's just been eating at me. I feel like I I sh- I, I should have accomplished a lot more. I feel like this podcast should have accomplished more. And when I look at it, we've done so much. And but for some reason, I'm just left with like I, I feel like I, I should have done more in these past years. And maybe I'm undervaluing how much I have done. But you know, since you're throwing yourself underneath the bus, Heidi, I want to throw myself underneath the bus a little bit too. I'm like. I just don't feel like I've hit the mark yet and maybe I never will. So maybe that's a, a race that doesn't have a finish line. I just don't feel like I've done enough in these past five years. So to all of our listeners out there, I guess that's my confession. Um, I'm, tr- I, I, have got to do more is, is my, is my motto for this next year with, whether it be the podcast, my profession, the curriculum, I just feel like this clock is ticking and maybe I don't know about you, Heidi, but I'm getting older. You may not be getting older, and and I feel like not that time's running out. I just feel like I don't have, I don't have time to dilly dally. I don't have time to wait. I don't have time to to sit around and go, well, someday, you know, I'll get this done. It's like it's either now or never. So I know you weren't planning on me saying that, but uh, what are your thoughts about that, Heidi? I guess I, you don't have to agree with me. I'm just saying like, you know, just hearing me say that.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, first of all, the task at hand is daunting. And, you know, in, in the last month or so, you and I have been on the phone several times, having lengthy conversations about, um, Uh, kind of about our goals, like, like it's been interesting because of our situation. We've, we've kind of had interactions with, um, policymakers. You guys have seen us, um, talking with senators, kind kind of talking about like change that needs to happen. And, um, you know, the, the task is, the task of making change in the world that we live um, is just daunting. I, I, I don't think there's I mean, I mean, you're right. There's never enough time um, <laughs> you know. I think I'm always still shocked when people come to me for advice. And yet it it happens a lot. And I've said this so many times on the podcast that I realize that there's there's in our brains, there's a compartment where we are really good at telling people what they can do in their life. And then this then there's this compartment that's like across the other side of the brain lobe, doesn't like the same blood doesn't even pass through those two compartments where we process our own problems and emotions. And it's so much harder um, to to see our way through or to behave in in the best optimal way when we're in it ourselves, when we're fully immersed in in our own lives. And, you know, I think I go along and I'd like to think that um, the things that you have shared and the, and the way we have been able to, um, to do the podcast, there has been a lot of wonderful feedback. And I, and I think even sometimes when I just think to myself, I shouldn't be doing this podcast because I'm a train wreck myself. Um, you know, I'll have a situation where various individuals reach out and and either tell me a win that's still my favorite is when people tell me a wins or they come to me in like just extreme extreme fear and desperation and I'm able to kind of give them a little bit more perspective and reminders that you, you know kind of helping them maybe see things a little bit different and so you know when when i say that that i haven't learned anything there there couldn't be a bigger lie i have learned i've learned so much from participating in this podcast and um i have really tried to apply it in my life in fact i think that from the very beginning of when when i lost when we lost Corey, I wanted to just change everything about myself. I never wanted to, um, like I knew in, in my heart that I needed to change, that I needed to grow and evolve and, and all those things. And yet I find myself, you know, fast forward this many years Chinese fire drill with the kid, toss up of the circumstance, circumstances that we haven't really necessarily had because we're, we're down the road this many, many more places. And I find it just as difficult (laughs) to apply the principles that I know. Um, It is difficult. It's difficult to model good behavior. It's difficult to put the relationship first. It's difficult to say you're sorry. It's difficult to see a child making choices or acting in a way that you know is just going to bite them in the butt. And, you know, all those things. And and actually like right after we got off, right after we right before we got on for the podcast, I just got off the phone with Eric, kind of ranting to him, like, I know I can't say this, and I know I can't say this, and I know I can't say this, but I will tell you, the spirit of my mother is raging inside my body and wanting to say things that will destroy relationships with my children in a nanosecond right i
0: can want to go out the it. blaze of glory and just like guns blazing and like say everything
1: and then at the same time i know that it will not get me anywhere and you know even this week like as i was angry about different things and it wasn't even it wasn't even just my kids it was like some different circumstances that are happening um even me getting angry about something that's going on in somebody else's life that I, that I know about. And I'm like, that is not okay. And, and I think to myself, you know, I, I, think of, I think we've brought this podcast as far as we can. Like, I think we've said all the things, we've repeated all the things twice. Um, you know, maybe we just need to let it lie. And then I get a phone call. Or a text or a DM from somebody just thanking us profusely for something that was either said in a recent podcast coupled with something that they heard somewhere else and and having it make an impact. And um and the reality is clearly I'm not cured.
0: Well, if there's been one thing that's constant on every time we do an anniversary uh, episode, which is, this is obviously our fourth now, right? Um, The one thing that's been constant is what you just said. Lots of wanting to give up, quit, or just say, oh, we've done enough. And then something will happen. Someone will say something and then you're like, oh, I guess there's still more to be said, even though, we feel like we've said a lot. Well, we have said a lot up till that point in our life. Every time we we get older, every time our life changes, our kids at a different stage, more information is going to hit other people that are going through that same time in their life. And because it's cataloged and because we have it to sit on the digital shelf that, you know, there's parents through parents right now that this is not on the radar four years from now, we'll listen to some of these episodes and it's relevant to them at that moment. And I, I, I feel, I, I feel very similar. And part of the reason why I was, I was given like, you know, my confession that I haven't done enough. And for those parents out there, you know, maybe this episode is just for you to just, you know, to get a little, like give yourself a pass or just feel that you can relate to, you know, even someone like me, that's a professional that does this for a living. You know, I'm, I'm leaving high school today. I taught it at, at the high school. Mm-hmm. And I know that in the near future, I may not be able to teach my class anymore because I have to help other schools teach their classes. And I was leaving the high school. Well, before I left high school in class today, I had a bunch of kids because we got one more week left of the quarter come up to me today and tell me how much they don't want this class to end, how much they're going to miss this class and miss the people in the class. And in the same class, three kids had to leave during the class for having major anxiety attacks. And those are the only three that I knew of. After class was done, a girl came up to me and she said, Hey, Mr. Cause, I don't know anyone else asked about this, but do you know, how do you deal with like PTSD trauma? Like just that random question. Turns out she was having a panic attack during class. I was four. I didn't know. And it wasn't a joke. She wasn't trying to be like attention seeking or sympathy. She kept it to herself. And she said, I've never walked out of a class and slough. She said, but I hate and love your class. And she said, I hate it because it talks about all the things I've been trying to avoid and it brings it right in front of me. And, but I love it that it's, um, it's making me face it, but I hate it that I'm, I'm like, I'm dealing with it right now. I was hoping to kind of hide these things and not deal with these things. And so I had a good conversation with her and she left. Well, as I left three of the kids in that class that were able to have some social interactions. I walked by the hallways because it's lunch period after my class is over. Three of them were by themselves on a stairway on their phone and just their head down to not make eye contact with anyone. And it just aggravated me so much because these are beautiful, sweet kids. Like the empathy that I felt for these kids, they're, they're just in the class. They wouldn't talk to anyone. Now they're social in the class. But as soon as they left the class, by the way, these three kids have all been invited to go to lunch by multiple members of the class and they'll go with them but it still is not comfortable for them they're not they're not just eating lunch alone because they don't have anyone to eat with they don't feel comfortable around other people and i'm sitting here leaving here going i don't want to quit teaching but then again i have to stop teaching to do more just like many of us parents like you don't want to stop doing one job but you got to do another job otherwise that one job will never get fixed and i'm sitting here going whether it's the podcast whether it's the curriculum I feel like just no matter what I'm doing, I just can't get enough done. And I can't like, I'm like, by the time we get this out to all the other high schools, by the time I I help this, these three kids using them as an example, they're going to be graduated by now. Like, I wish I would have got to them at second grade, first grade, kindergarten, fourth grade. And it's just, it feels like what we're trying to do. And I say, we, it's not just us. There's obviously lots of people I, I have to like for myself, I have to quit saying we need to do this, we need to do that. And now m- one of my models this year is like, I have to do this. And even when I, I do it myself, because we need help and we need support, like like the fight as a team, but I know I have to do certain things in order to keep this, this ball moving, in order to keep momentum going. And if I don't do it, not only is it not going to get done, the momentum stops, and everything I've been working on for 23 years is gone in, in a blink of an eye. And it's not pressure that I'm trying to get sympathy for. Like, I want anyone to feel bad for me. I'm just like, I just, I can't seem to ever feel like it's enough. And I can't seem to ever feel like that the impact is ever going to be large enough that people are going to see not just what we've been talking about, but just see things that work for today. Because the kids right now today are not going to be kids for much longer. I want to help them out as much as I can, but I'm also worried about the kids from elementary school who are coming up. Unless I do certain things, there's no chance that my community, my children, my friends' children, my relatives' children, the people that, that are all caring about their kids, there's no way that we're going to have a system to be able to help support these kids turn into adults. And that's just a heavy, crappy burden. That I know a lot of people listening to this field, whether you're a teacher, whether you're a parent, I'm not saying my plight is unique or that I'm special. I, I'm just really just telling you guys how I feel, because this wasn't when I got on this podcast, I'm like, what do I really want to talk about. I'm like, I, I don't feel like I've accomplished enough in this past five years. But the resume looks like I've done a lot. If you just look at what I've done in five years old, I've developed this, done this. We've done this many episodes. It sounds great. And I'm like, it's not even freaking barely scratching the freaking surface. I mean, there's not a day that goes by there. I don't hear about another suicide in California. Two days ago, a vice principal took his life on the toilet right before a suicide prevention day. Did you hear about that, Heidi? I'll send I didn't I didn't send it to you because I don't want to drop that in, in your message and have you open up and look at that vice principal in your Belinda, California before school started there was a suicide prevention assembly that was supposed to be happening that day. He, he took his life in the bathroom before school started. I mean, things would have to be really. Yeah, exactly. And I'm looking at this guy I'm like, man, who knows what was going on in this guy's life? Who knows what was happening? But I'm friends with vice principals at the school and in, in like a, in a dark way, some of them looked at me and they're like, I get it. I don't know this guy but I could only imagine what he was going through. Now, these people aren't saying they're suicidal, but they can imagine if one thing was off in their life and they still had to deal with a difficult job, like being a middle school vice principal, they get it. They could see how something could push them over the edge. And because the the problem that we're trying to tackle, we're trying to help is not slowing down in momentum. I can't give up. And sometimes I get angry about that. I just want to quit. I don't want to have to keep on going at this clip and keep on doing so much. I want to slow things down, but everything else is being sped up. So that's just my little pity party for a moment that I'm just, I'm just feeling, I'm like, damn, like, so I'm not feeling like I've done enough in the past five years. So there you go. Thank you for visiting light the fight. This is our last episode. <laughs> Probably, <laughs> If we're on YouTube, YouTube would be like, they would pull us off. Like, we're not pulling you off because you did anything political. That was just too sad. It just too depressing. <laughs> people don't need that.
1: Hey, people don't need your whining. Yeah, you have they, problems.
0: They don't need me to be like, oh, you know, because on the outside, it may sound like my life is great. And in, in many ways, it is great. And I just I'm like, man, I feel like I'm just scratching at the surface and just not making enough of a mark, you know?
1: You know one of the things that keeps keeps coming around and keeps me going. Um, and and really, honestly, it's the same conversation. and and I think that it bears repeating because it truly is is a work that's never done and
0: finish line right there's no finish line
1: right there's there's not and and i think that i think that there's a question that we can that we need to ask ourselves before we enter into a difficult conversation with a kid or before we pick him up when when they're called down to the principal or, or, you know, the question is, do I want to have a relationship with this person, with my child? Do I want to have, do I want to be part of their lives now in five years, in 10 years? Is that something that I, that I want? And if the answer is no, then push stop and go right now and listen to one of the murder mystery podcasts. (laughs) But if the answer is yes, keep listening to us. Keep listening to David. Keep being reminded that It's worth it. And it takes a lot of effort every single day. And when we do fall, we do have to apologize. And when we do send mixed messages, you know, last week we talked about passive aggressiveness. And it's just funny how naturally being passive aggressive comes.
0: You may not take a course on how to do it.
1: No, I, it's like it's been born into my body.
0: By the <laughs> way, that was a great episode that you guys did. My, <laughs> um,
1: Well, it was it was fun to have Brandon chime in. You know, I was, I was St. Eric, he's. He just brought up some things that I didn't think about, I think, because he's just closer to being a kid than than I was.
0: (laughs) But he's also 26 now. Isn't that weird? Like, Brandon, like, turned into an adult on the podcast. By the way, it was his birthday yesterday, so everybody give a shout-out to our producer, Brandon. Yeah,
1: happy birthday, Brandon. (laughs)
0: Thanks thanks for still being alive. Thanks for still being alive, Brandon. (laughs) Yeah,
1: for sure. Um... The the bottom line is the outcome from the behavior that we talk about every single week is to facilitate being able to have an ongoing relationship with the people that we love the most. And of course we do. Of course we want to have a relationship of course, we want that relationship to feel safe and and to warrant like tons of happy memories and great experience and and a life built on on what you dreamed it would be like when when the child was handed to you as, as an infant. Yeah. um. And that's why I'm going to continue to, to come here each week and bring my concern, bring my questions, bring my own mistakes. To coming. mistakes. <laughs> um, because I know that that's something that we all have in common. And just knowing myself. You know, you don't have to have a child that's in danger of suicide um, or is failing all their classes or has had an attempt that you're trying to pick up the pieces from. You don't need to even be in that situation to be looking at yourself in the mirror and just wondering who that kid is and where they they came from. (laughs) Um, And. It never like goes away. Like I was just saying before, you don't ever reach the, the relationship and say, okay, now I can stop trying. Because all of us continue on in the road of life, not just getting older ourselves or, or encountering bigger challenges in our lives. But this world keeps changing. And the challenges that are facing our world keep Presenting new challenges for each one of us. And the thing that is going to get us through all of these difficulties is in fact that relationship. Um, you know, I thought that tomorrow was the end of the quarter, David. Am I am I wrong?
0: Well, for Harriman High School, it's next Thursday.
1: Well, we're in the same district, so it would be the same. Anyway, I will tell you this. I'm I'm just going to tell you this one thing is that. Before Corey passed away. Grades, grades were a monster problem. Um you know, since Corey's passed, I've wondered if maybe there was a learning difference or there was some other things that may or may not have been going on. You know, we've, you guys have heard me talk about that. There was a a brain injury and, um, and in my mind that many years ago, the grades were, um, non-negotiable and I I would get really angry and, and it seemed like I cared about the grades a lot more than my kid. I, I'm sure to him, obviously that's not how I felt, but I felt that it was my responsibility um, to get him to get the good grades, right? And I will tell you this, um, you know, I've I've got a lot of kids in school right now that have varying degrees of of difficulty, varying degrees of of challenge that it's um, presenting. (laughs) And also still grade conversations. And it's interesting how when we start going down this, this road, And I have the feelings that I was born and bred to have about grades and about excellence and about effort. And and I look at my child's eyes and remind myself that the grade is not more important than my kid. And we have to put in the effort. And I'm thankful that I've learned how to have these conversations and not turn them into an ugly bloodbath of people feeling like they would be better off dead than than be here when the when the grade final grades are presented on you know or or whatever it's not that we can't hold anybody accountable but it's that we can have better discussions and we can have better conversations and we can have those conversations feel safer and we can have solutions derived from those conversations rather than accusations thrown. And so even though I still like feel the same duty and desire to have, my kids excel and be the best that i know they can be that those feelings are still the same inside me those feelings haven't really evolved like they're still the same but the way i handle it is significantly different and for that i'm thankful for that it's worth it
0: well i think uh what you're saying is a direct in my opinion it's a direct um correlation with your relationship with yourself because back when grades were that important to you I don't think you allowed yourself any margin of error in a lot of areas in your own life the expectations that you had for yourself to be perfect and and to be just really overachieving that's toned down quite a bit and so the relationship with yourself has been more giving yourself some grace some at a girls, some pats on the shoulder when you need it, some take a break, some, Hey, don't beat yourself up for as long as you used to. And so your kids are really a representation of you can't do that for your kids. If you can't do that for yourself. And, and I know for, for me, um, and I don't know if you've ever heard the same, but um, fatigue makes cowards of us all. Hmm. And when we're, mentally and emotionally and physically drained and exhausted we look for the exit we look for ways out we will cheat and cut corners whether it be wherever the wherever our blind spots wherever our weaknesses in are in our life i know it's true for myself i know it's true for all my clients that we will look for ways to cut corners instead of following the steps following the the process that's helped us be successful in the past we look for a way out because when we get tired, we we don't we lack bravery, we lack courage, we, we lack that power and drive. And so, one thing that that as we're talking, I realize that that I've been I've been really putting a lot of conscious effort and a lot of like physical effort into this year is I've got to stay healthy because one thing I've learned since we've done this podcast, when I'm not healthy, and some of these things are out of my control, my heart condition, stuff like that. But I can control other things. If I'm not healthy, if I'm not getting the proper rest, the nutrition, the exercise, the things that have worked for me in the past, I'm not nearly as effective on this podcast. I'm not nearly effective as a teacher, as a parent, as a therapist. And I've been feeling it lately. I, I mean, I only work with eight families now. I used to work with 35 to 40 in any given time. I'm a better therapist, coach, I'm better at what I do. Because in the days, in the old days, I used to want to work with less families. I I, wouldn't, I thought in my mind I'd be more effective, but I would just say, well, I'm damned if I do, damned if I, come, if I, if I can't, there's no way I can do it. And instead of doing that, it took me throughout the course of this podcast to shift and, and do speaking to subsidize my income. I just had to figure out other things to do. And luckily, not luckily, but with a lot of hard work, it, it paid off. So now I feel when I'm talking with my clients, I'm giving more of myself. I don't feel as tired. I don't feel exhausted. And and the same goes with my wife, with my kids. I feel like I'm a better father right now, better parent, better husband. I'm a better friend. Some of my best friends, I just had feelings to reach out to. These are guys that were the guys I spent every day with my whole entire life, my football and basketball buddies. I reached out to them in, in recent weeks. They're all going through major divorces, major difficult times in their life that if I didn't reach out to them this time right now, they would have been so lost, so empty. And here it is, a great friend of mine was going through something I had no idea. Your, our intuition is better. Your, your mother's intuition is better. Your father's intuition better. Your friend intuition is better. The intuition with how to, how to be able to say the right thing and use the tools that, that we've taught you here on this podcast and any other good tools and, that you've learned throughout your life, those come to our memory, those come to our knowledge, and they're at the forefront of our mind when we are well rested both mentally emotionally and physically and being well rested is not something we get just by eight hours of sleep we have to plan and work hard to achieve it we have to change and shift things in our life that are not convenient to do we have to have a plan to do it and we have to work towards it because it is so easy to just tap out and to surrender to i've got too much on my plate i can't do any more I wish I could change it, but since my wish hasn't come true, I'm just going to have to live this way. I don't, I don't like it when I see kids going through that. That's why I use that example early in the podcast today about the kids struggling with anxiety. They're talking to friends. They're getting more social, but as soon as they leave the class, they go, I can't do it outside the class. When they first started my class, they felt that they couldn't be social and make friends in the class. Now they've made friends in the class. They go, I can do it in this class because of these certain circumstances, but there's no way I can do it in my personal life. So let me go back to my old habits. These kids aren't well-rested. They're tired. They're exhausted. I had all the kids in my class right now on a three-by-five card. What's a question or what's something you'd like to learn more about and you know, get help with in this class? It's always family, anxiety, drama. These things are keeping these kids up all night long. And so when I look at them not being as courageous and brave as maybe their ancestors were or as maybe they're capable of being, it's because they're tired. They're fatigued they're exhausted. And whether we blame technology, whether we blame, um, you know, all these different things in, in, in the world that they have going on, you know, with them and against them. The fact of the matter is, is if we don't work and strategically plan to get the rest mentally, emotionally, and physically that we need, we're never going to feel like we're making the progress. And and this is kind of my own. I had my confession in the beginning of today's episode. And as I started talking, I'm like, I know I've been doing more but for some reason I had to like beat myself up a little bit to remember these things I'm saying right now cuz getting on the podcast today it's been such a busy day for me I'm just like I'm like I, I don't know if I don't even know if I'm making the impact that I believe I can make or should make I like I need constant validation of, of what I'm doing even works
1: I appreciate you bringing that up um and and even just you saying that, like you have to work to plan to get the rest, like I don't do that. And you know, I always make the jack jo- the joke that you know I like to see how thin I can spread how <laughs> how thin. Um and I think that just because of, um, some of the stuff going on in my world, the last couple of months, it has made me, um, I have a little bit less capacity, emotional capacity than than normal, which I think kind of increases that what you're saying about being exhausted. Um, and and I will tell you that if there's one one thing that I feel right now, I feel tired, and with, with no real solution or strategy, as you would put it, um, to fix that. So I suppose I could take that as a challenge.
0: So light like fights going to turn into a medica- meditation app. <laughs> uh, it's going to be meditation podcast. Uh, Heidi's going to be become a yogi. I'm going to be teaching you guys breath holds and how to control your breathing and how to purge all the negative toxic energy and people in your life. And uh, yeah, no, (laughs) but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're picking up what I'm putting down, Heidi, because it's a lot, it takes a lot of strategy. Instead of just saying work, it's, it, because we could work at anything and just do the same crap over and over again, right? Like that's not necessarily going to equal an outcome that's going to make us get the rest and 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 replenish our, our system the way we need it. But we have to have some strategy. We have to trick ourselves sometimes. We have to set ourselves up in an environment that really pushes us towards recognizing where is our energy meter. If we only could be like a cell phone and we could see visually where energy is at i think it makes so much more sense i think right. we'd understand why we lost our temper in a situation why we shut down and didn't even respond to our spouse and just went silent and why we became petty why we became passive aggressive if there's some way to tap into you know like energy bars we, you know i think we'd see a lot of us wake up in the morning and we're at 20% you know we haven't really Found the right plan and strategy so that we can wake up, if not fully rested, but at least, you know, 75, 80 percent energy to start out a new day. Well, maybe if we could say to our kids, "Okay,
1: I want you to make all good decisions, do everything that I've told you, exactly what I've said for five straight days, then maybe we'd be able to get our energy back up.
0: Well, then, Heidi, we would have to keep on doing this damn podcast. So yeah, I think that should be the goal, but again, that's a that's a race that doesn't have a finish line.
1: <laughs> oh man. Well, um I appreciate that. And I'm sure that so many of us listening probably if not all of us listening can really relate to that. Um, there's a lot of different types of fatigue too, and I think we probably as we just looked at our lives, we're dealing with a couple different um forms of fatigue and so i think that as we as we say goodbye um today and promise to come back next week with maybe some 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 more on the tank or or some
0: <laughs> yeah I mean, by the way you guys didn't tell you i've been so tired all day my students are like we've never seen you yawn so many times mr cars like what's wrong i'm like heck if i know i have no idea why i'm so tired today
1: oh man
0: but now i know i didn't strategize well, the past right. few days. All
1: right, so let's everybody let's all agree that we're going to look at our energy sources and we're going to st- strategize. And next week we're going to come back to taking on the world. How does that sound,
0: David? Or at least take one thing off our plate, or at least shift it around so it's not so heavy.
1: Uh, that's a good idea. Well, you know, everybody, I uh, I want to thank you all for listening and. And for take, taking what is said here and met, aligning that up with, with what's going on in your lives and finding ways to show up better for, for the people that you love and putting the relationship first. Um, David and myself and Brandon, we're going to keep coming back and talking about things so that we can be reminded. And um So thank you, like I said, for listening, for caring, and thank you for helping us to light the fight.
0: And also after four years, thank you to one and our sponsor to Lingo Eyewear. And thank you to all of our patrons out there who, um, who pay the $5 and sponsor us on patreon.com like the fight. So we want to give a big shout out to you guys and thanks for listening. Thanks for trying all of our crazy suggestions and ideas. We really do. We're really glad our fails, our stepping in in the poo-poo in the yard of life has been a benefit to all of you.
1: Absolutely. And thank you, David. Thanks for hanging in there with me.
0: All right, you guys. I know we normally end with thank you for helping us light the fight. So, appreciate that.
1: All right. Until next week. Let's just all go light the fight.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Four, <laughs> two, three. Like the fight. Okay. <laughs> All right. Bye, bye, guys.